Hey guys, this is the uh, Boiling Bunny Podcast. Um, this is my co-host, Danny. Hello, hello, hello. What's um, up, everybody? We're just going to talk about some movies with uh, everybody here who's willing to listen. Um, yeah. I'm going to cover some topics, uh, mostly, you know, uh, we're just going to talk about everything we like about movies. Yeah, um, we're actors. literally just going to dissect movies every single one of these episodes. It's never going to be the exact same. Like, one episode will be about a certain director, one episode will be about a certain genre, one episode will be about a certain actor, you know, what have you. Each one will have a key focus, and then we're just going to, like, you know, and then we'll then apart all our favorite stuff about that. And there's plenty of time to have fun too. We can talk yeah. about anything that's going on, um, you know, with with the actors uh, or directors at the time. You know, there's a lot of controversy, a lot of different people that we'll be talking about. So yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial is going on, and I'm so a mess. Oh my gosh! I, um, even been. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, today we're going to talk about Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus, yeah, and not the guy that sailed the ocean blue in 1492. Not, not that dude. <laughs> There's a statue of him that I'm gonna knock down. Um, no, this guy is, I mean, in my opinion, much more significant than that Chris Columbus. Than that Chris Columbus <laughs> jerk. Um, well, today we'll focus on uh, Home Alone directors. and um, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Which uh, we'll start our, off with Mrs. Doubtfire. Favorites. Those are my those are my personal favorites, um, and we were talking about this before. I don't, and you know this about me. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of later Chris Columbus. I don't. <laughs> I don't really. I'm not a Harry Potter fan. Yeah, speak for yourself because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Yep, here, so yep. That's and definitely where we disagree. That's where we split <laughs> off. I, uh, I'm. I've never been. But he only into, made the first two Harry Potter movies. He didn't make all. He of didn't. Them he's not, yeah. He didn't make all of them. And that's that's the mark of a smart director too. Is when is don't stay in one thing too long. He's the third one was made by one of your favorites, Alfonso Cuarón. Really, the third one? Yeah, yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban, Alfonso Cuarón. No way, I didn't I know swear, that. Yeah, and that's why it's like the best one. I swear. Jeez, man. Give it another chance. Yeah, but seriously. Yeah. I mean, you know, life's, as Robert California would say, life's long opinions change, you know, so mm. it's very well I could go into that and like it, you know, at a different time. But I've yeah, never been into yeah. the fantasy genre in general. No, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I do know. See, I'm all about it. I'm all about the fantasy and the sci-fi and just the, the wild, most imaginative stuff. Yeah. Um, speaking of wild and imaginative, um, Mrs. Doubtfire is that is all really of those things. Something. And um, <laughs> you know, I mean, first of all, let's let's just talk about how crazy this storyline is. I mean, it's it's about a it's about a, a dude, a voice actor, a voice actor. I know, that's, and he's that's the that's the kicker already. <laughs> it's this it's and the the intro is so great, and I can see it in in my head. And like, and the first name I see is Howard Shore. Like you, it, they they introduce his name in the beginning credits, don't they? Yeah, yeah, of course. And um, as, as far as the soundtrack goes, the score. Yeah, and it's it starts off with those like uh, with string string <laughs> instruments. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Exactly, <laughs> and uh, you just it it kind of just throws you into being with Robin Williams. And and I well see Chris Columbus. He always he always has really good like kind of intro credit, you know things. You know Home Alone and Mrs. Doubtfire kind of both share that in common. They both have like you know a good strong long intro credit kind of. Yeah, a um, lot of, you know that's kind of lost in movies these days. There's not really like yeah the, a themed intro credit part of a movie where there's like a certain song playing and. Yeah. All the different actors or names are coming up and there's some kind of graphic going on or some kind of camera trick. And it's like a classic movie thing. It's a nineties thing for sure. That's and when, that's when it was really yeah, exactly. the intro credits in the nineties where that was like <laughs> I know. That was the thing. Dude. Everyone was about it, huh? Uh, yes. Uh but that's like a classic movie thing is is introducing the movie with all the credits yeah. up front. Yeah. Like to the background of music and stuff. And then you know, you, people started making movies today, and they're just like, "Why the fuck are we doing that? We could just go right into the story." But I still happen to like it. 
it's yeah. it's it's kind of a it's kind of the mark of like old movies and that's yeah. how they used yeah. to be made. Um so uh I mean San Francisco in this movie first of all is is amazing. They show yeah. all those beautiful wide open shots of the architecture and the buildings and yeah, San Francisco is always just like a nice touch for a movie. I don't know why it it's is. It's a great it's just, character. It's, it's, it's just a great like setting for certain movies. It just yeah. works really well. Yeah, they show all, all this, all the scenery just kind of adds to the whole charm of the story. Kind of like So I Married an Axe Murderer. Or so Pacific I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah, Pacific Heights. Those are all San Francisco movies. Yeah, so is exactly. Copycat. Yeah, yeah. Do you happen to remember that with uh, Sigourney Weaver? Very vaguely. But okay. Yes, it's like I a serial killer that. movie in San Francisco. Um. Yeah, uh, cartoonish is one of the notes I have down here, and and it's like Robin Williams in general <laughs> is a cartoon. Seriously, he's he's like uh, all his body language, his facial expressions. Yeah, he bounces he around, his, and his voices. It's, I do voices. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and he he has a way of um, just being so fucking whimsical, and he and he takes you away, and he you I. I don't know. Even as as a kid, I would follow I would follow him anywhere. If 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 oh yeah, if, if a course. movie goes, especially because of Hook, also. Oh well, like, you're you're yeah. You know yeah. me. You Hook, love Hook, Hook. Is like in my top three favorite movies of all time. When so was that a movie it, you would watch when you were a kid? Like so, like over and over. Yeah again, yeah. All because the time? you know like when when I had to stay at my grandparents' house when my parents were at work when I was like little. If I wasn't at preschool, I was at my grandparents' house all the time. So they would tape movies on TV. You know like. If a movie came on TV, like ABC or the Wonderful right. World of Disney or whatever, they would tape they it. Would tape it. So, so, they had would a bunch, so they had a bunch of taped movies at their house. So those movies included like Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, Hook. Um, Forrest and, Gump. There's and some pretty racy. And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. There's some pretty racy parts in well, Forrest Gump. Well, that was why, oh, because whoa. they were edited on TV. That's why my grandparents wanted me to watch those oh, versions. Oh, <laughs> okay. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I watched Hook like repeatedly. So what is, even till still to this day, I could watch Hook though, and I could remember the parts where the commercial breaks were. Like it's really? hard for it was hard for me for a while to get used to watching them on regular videotape because, like, I would be expecting for a commercial to break to happen right there, and the movie would just keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does the cover of Hook Hook look like? The, uh, the 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 it's like a video it's like cover. a it's like a hand drawing of like Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams right there kind of back to back, really. Um, and then it has it looks like a kind of like a treasure map behind them almost or like that that kind of the oh uh, yeah that that note that like Hook leaves behind right. And it right. has like a it has like Julia Roberts as Tink kind of floating above them, okay. Bob Hoskins as Shmee kind of below them like pointing a gun. It's a really cool cover. Yeah. Um, Speaking of covers, I love the Mrs. Doubtfire cover. Since we get to get back to Mrs. Doubtfire, yeah, here. Mrs. Doubtfire. But I love that cover of just like him oh, like it's peeking, just with the peeking, you know, like a, a peeking from behind the door, and Sally Field with her back to it, and like and the three kids kind of also peeking over. Like <laughs> I remember like, that. Okay, that's that's right. Yeah, he was peeking cover. around the door. See, he's even in the cover, he's being just a fucking weirdo. Like, <laughs> Hello, here yeah, I am. Like, mysterious. Or should I say Hello? <laughs> That was really good. Um, yeah, uh, this this movie has uh, what? Well, let's just get to Howard Shore. Um, yeah, I mean, the because music that, you, that really, really you had mentioned that before, and that's that's a it, big, huge it adds part so of this much movie. Emotion and and as I was saying, it goes with all the body language. Um, as because we were already talking about this earlier, but got to mention it now. Um, there's a lot of moments in the movie that the soundtrack, the score is completely ricocheting off of the body language or the action of the scene. Yeah. A, a good example is when uh, Sally Field shows up to pick up the uh, Miranda, I should say Miranda's her character's name comes to pick up the kids from, um, from his apartment and the place is in shambles. And she says that she's putting up an ad for the housekeeper and he offers to take the kids, but then he decides to like, to, he, like, me- to mess with the sabotages the document and like fills in some of the blanks in the phone number so changes the phone into number. A four, so as he's writing in the numbers, the soundtrack is also kind of going with each little movement of the pen. Yeah. And the whole movie kind of goes on that way. All the little yeah. scenes of, you know, all the fake calls he's making to her, the music is kind of picking up or dying down I based on about the fake calls. Remember oh, when yeah, the fake calls are amazing. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite one is uh 
it just sounds like he's talking to like a straight up junkie where <laughs> he's just like I was in a I was in a band severe tire damage I want to know what kind of music severe tire <laughs> damage makes uh, do you, are your kids well behaved or do they need a few light slams every now and then <laughs> wow I'll have like to get back to you wow <laughs> Talk about coming on strong. Yeah. <laughs> Need a few light slams. Wow. Okay. Um, and then I. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, that 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 other part, that awesome other part, when um, when he's doing the transformation into Mrs. Doubtfire, and they have like oh, yeah. the teeth and the eyes and the wig, all the prosthetics and it's, being made. And it's uh, Frank Sinatra's "Luck Be, Luck a, lady. Be a Lady." And um, I had, I had never even like heard Sinatra when I was watching this movie, but I. Had, asked my mom about like that song because i was just like i don't know the song's pretty dope i like even, even as a kid i was like wow yeah. this song's pretty cool it's a, it's a fun song and my mom was like oh that's uh frank sinatra and i was like that's my, that was my first time learning about frank sinatra and i also it took me like until i was older to realize a lot of the references in the movie like when i was younger see that's what's so good about the movie is it's so good for kids but it's also so good for adults because as a kid there were so many things i found hilarious about it and fascinating but so many things lost on me and now that i'm older i understand you like, can understand all those references yeah like his referencing of, of barbara streisand and <laughs> and like the like the cuban lady that he's and also uh the the matchmaker yenta from from fiddler on fiddler the roof, on the roof. Yeah. once i finally saw fiddler on the roof and i heard the actual like, oh, matchmaker song i was like oh that's what that was I always just thought yeah. that was some funny little song in Mrs. Doubtfire. I, I, matchmaker, matchmaker. I feel like uh, this 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 movie also kind of like lets him showcase how like it like like if you've ever seen Robin Williams stand up, he's not much of it to be honest. But you could just tell by the way he talks, and, like just the way he is, the, his jokes in general are very like references to other things always sure yeah he's such a character he's actor. such a character and he's always mimicking something or yeah. or making you know yeah so he's he's like i feel like everything's a reference with him but uh he goes along with uh this other 90s cast it's such a 90s movie oh yeah but it does have a great 90s cast like the old i forgot the old guy's name i need to look it up which one? The guy he's he's in the Last Action Hero and he oh, plays Jonathan okay. Lundy. Jonathan Lundy. Let me... And he's also in uh, Far and Away with um, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Yeah, let's see. Jonathan Lundy. Uh, his real name is Robert Pross. Oh yes, there it is. Robert Prosky. He's like yeah, he's, he's great. He's like the old guy. He kind of has like a wide circular face. Yeah, and I love because he's he's in a few of my favorite movies of that of that time when I was when I was young. I obviously watch Mrs. Doubtfire all the time, but I watched Last Action Hero all the time, dude. That was like my really? favorite movie when I was a kid. I remember my dad, we rented that at like a video store, not Blockbuster. It was like Video Express in Uptown Whittier. And really? Yeah. And the cover of it was so cool because it was like, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger, like jump, Schwarzenegger jumping out of like a, a helicopter. It's like a, like a hand-drawn art. Really? And he's like jumping out of a helicopter, but he has the kid in his arms, and the kid is like reaching out toward that golden ticket oh, thing, that okay. magic ticket. I don't remember ticket. that. Um, I don't know. And then just the whole concept of the kid having a magic ticket that he could enter into the movie and the characters of the movie coming out into the real world. That yeah, whole concept yeah. just like blew me away. Yeah, I just thought yeah. it was the most amazing thing. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. That's Josh likes that movie still, too. It's, <laughs> I it's, love it. It's <laughs> hilarious. Um, that's like a classic Schwarzenegger. Mm. Um, I have right here that the cop who showed up to the party disturbance, um, <laughs> he had an, he, an East Coast accent for some reason. <laughs> and I remember talking to you about that. It's cliche There's way a, to portray cops in movies. They <laughs> always are some somehow from Boston or like New York, or Rhode like, Island or New York or something. Hey, get like, over here. You are, are you aware that this is a noise violation? <laughs> Why is he talking <laughs> like, like that? San Francisco here. I mean, you're in San Francisco. I've, yeah, we're not. I can tell you how San Francisco people talk for sure. Yeah, not it's not like, like that. that. Yeah, the uh, the birthday party gets way out of hand too soon. Oh my god! In four in four hours time. I mean, which is also just <laughs> it's hilarious. Did they and say? That did they say couple? Because um, what we're talking about is when he when he picks up the kids. Yeah from school after he just quit his very uh he's like, his really dude. his really good successful job he has a really he's pretty successful he has he has a good job and he just walks out he because they're doing that smoking walked out of his job they're walking doing that smoking campaign and he's which just shows he's he's a really like flighty person He'll, yeah he just kind of like turns he just on does what feels right at the time yeah and he's just not really concerned about anything else yeah he's not 
He's just like, oh, my wife will pick up the tab. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, it's like, I still got my kids. No wonder she leaves him, man. And then, that and then, was a like, little too abrupt to just. That's a pretty legit job to just let go and be a voice actor. Like my God, I would kill to be a voice actor. Seriously, me too. And um, yeah, they they only have a couple hours before the mom gets home, and then he says, and they have like, congratulations on your twelfth birthday. Oh, All right. Got a surprise for you, strippers? strippers? Oh please! Remember how big two strippers? Ah <laughs> oh, boy! <laughs> Party? Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, remember how big strippers were? Like in like the nineties, <laughs> the it was concept like, of a oh, stripper strippers. for a birthday party was just like yeah. that's what that's what that's what a man's party's all about. That's what strippers. crazy guys do. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the party he he throws though is he was still pretty, pretty cool. impressive. For he says, "Mom's not going to be home for another four hours," as if they've got like as if they have an like two days. Day, they're going to yeah. throw a weekend raid. A like, weekend four hours, I barely can. Get my room cleaned in four hours. Yeah, how the God. fuck does he get all the neighborhood kids there? <laughs> Presents, like petting zoo, petting zoo <laughs> desserts, a black kid the dancing. It's all. It's <laughs> so has, much. He has an inclusive. He has an inclusive community come through. He's like, I'm gonna, I gotta hit up all the boroughs of San Francisco and make time, sure my kid has all. He had all time the right to be inclusive. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Same. this this movie um this movie's funny like that. I mean there's that was just like a nineties thing, but uh but the the line diarrhea forever is I mean Diarrhea Forever. That's one of the best lines I've ever heard in a movie in history. <laughs> diarrhea forever. She's like, I know because like it's she crazy it so that earnestly. he would bring him up like Dysentery? How's your mom? she's like, Oh she, oh, she's good. Oh good. I would hate to hear that she came down with amoebic dysentery or something. Piles. <laughs> Piles. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> You're talking to your kids. Dysentery. Um, She's like five years old. <laughs> the uh, the nosy neighbor, um, Mrs. I forgot her name. Uh, oh, I don't even remember her name. I don't even think they put a name on her, but in the extended... I don't want to remember her name. Did you happen to see any of people I hate? Did you happen to see any of the extended version of this movie? Of Mrs. Alfire? Yeah. No. Really? Because if you have like uh the special edition DVD or whatever. I do not. I've only ever owned the VHS or a friend of mine had like a special edition Mrs. Doubtfire and cool. this nosy neighbor has like a way bigger role. Like that that lady. Yeah, Mrs. No Doubtfire. Kidding. Because Mrs. You know, Doubtfire, I feel like actually I feel like I remember you mentioning that to me a long time ago. Yeah, because about that. because Mrs. Doubtfire knows that, or Daniel knows that she's the one that made the call to Miranda at her office, which right. essentially led to him getting divorced. So uh. when he comes back as Mrs. Doubtfire, he like fucks with her, dude. <laughs> oh, uh, like what? pretty bad. That's great. He, I need to see that. Yeah, he um, he like tells her that uh that she's like doing her like her flowers wrong and she's like she's like you need to add she's like just uh mix she gives her like a like a bogus recipe like <laughs> like like get, so she kills her plants. get a little spray bottle and mix in a little bit of feces <laughs> <laughs> and so she does and like her her flowers are just gone in like a matter of like a week and she's Fantastic. like, and Good. then so Mrs. Doubtfire comes back and, and is like, um, oh my God, what happened to all your flowers? And she's like, I did exactly what you said. I put a dash of, you know, and she's like, oh no, dear. I didn't say a dash. I said a splash. <laughs> and she's like, is there a difference between a splash and a dash? <laughs> anyway, that was, um, yeah, that's on the uh, special edition one. Uh, Police Doubtfire was arson. <laughs> oh, is that how she gets her? That's how he gets the Mrs. Doubtfire name. Yeah, it's that's a, you know both movies, Home Alone and Mrs. Doubtfire, both share the, the same thing in common as like the title of the movie is actually said out loud at some point. That's a big nineties thing. Stick very like oh. they said. The name. I got a huge kick of that out of that when I was a kid. I would be I would like scream it out loud after I was like <laughs> a, I was like cheering for that moment when she said when he said like on the phone with her, Doubtfire dear. Mrs. Doubtfire. I was like, Mrs. Doubtfire! Yes! There he said it! He said it! Mrs. Doubtfire! Woo! <laughs> They're removing you from the movie theater. Same with Home Alone, where like Joe Pesci's, he's like, where he's, he's home like, alone. well, if the, kid, if the kids here, the parents gotta be. Nah. nah. 
he's home alone. I was like, oh, he's home alone. That's him. <laughs> Kevin's home alone. I was just like so excited to hear the name of the movie said out loud. <laughs> Strip tease. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Police Doubt Fire was Norman Bates. Yeah, it's back to those, um, to, to, to all those old references that. That yeah, I, so yeah, oh, he's, like, he's like, I'm not a Muslim. I'm not a Muslim. Norman Bates. My face. My face. Like, yeah. All those things. Oh, didn't, Norman I, Bates. I didn't get those jokes when I was younger. Now it's, yeah, yeah. it's a whole new. It's very Robin Williams. Um, yeah. Uh, and then so, I don't know, finally uh, towards the end of the movie, which is the, the climactic ending is so great because he just keeps <laughs> that the whole bridges scene when they're at the restaurant. Oh, God, that's like just, my it's, favorite it's, part it's of amazing. the movie. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a great like. That 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 whole scene takes up a good like like ten or twelve minutes of screen time. I think it's it may maybe even, even be longer. more. It might but, be fifteen minutes. It's but a it's good chunk. it's really it's like a lot it's of like time. It's like a very it's such a significant like just the way it's bouncing around and showing him progressively getting more and more like shit faced drunk. Yeah, he's drinking at both <laughs> tables. He's drinking champagne at their table and then he's and drinking then he scotch, scotch at the other table. Like, like I took a, the liberty of ordering you another scotch. Bully. Bully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to drink with Jonathan Lundy. Um, he just keeps ordering him like tumblers of scotch and he's getting fucked up and he like pouring uh, He comes and like sits back down at Miranda's table is like <laughs> like, like falls off the seat, and the kids the whole the time. The kids are just looking at each other, like, like, "Oh uh, my god!" They know it's their on? dad by now. They're like, yeah, "What is yeah. wrong with them? Like, what is and going on?" I love how the camera, <laughs> the camera, shows you that it like clips to them and shows you, like, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah." They're, it's, they're, it's showing the constant. They know confusion they know what's in the going faces. On. Yeah, even just like the confusion in Miranda's face, just like. What's what the? And it's kind of like leading down a road. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He just he, he gets all all uh, sloppy. Um, also, all those it, like innuendo things he says to Stu. Like I I didn't get any of those oh, jokes. Oh, Humpty Dumpty, either. horizontal mambo. <laughs> so she's like the, going for crabs. Dungeness. She could chip a tooth with that thing that she has in her room. Oh my god, what a psycho! She's got the power tool in the bedroom. <laughs> she could break sidewalks with that thing. <laughs> the lights flicker when she turns it on. <laughs> um, yeah, Daniel should be charged with attempted murder for trying to I kill know. Stu. With he that. like put, he put so he much. He put pepper. a generous amount on there. Hot <laughs> chavala. He's like in the, he's in the kitchen. He put like, so much. Dude. Killed the guy. Um. Yeah, and then yeah, and then afterwards, that. he's that, that that whole thing goes down at the restaurant, and Jonathan Lundy, of course, like you imagine, he finds out, like, wow, oh, you just had a really intense scene with your family pretending to be Mrs. Doubtfire. Let's put you on TV. Yeah, you, I was gonna say you, you seem like you're uh, you, you seem like you have all your like you're on the up and up. That didn't seem to bother him at all. <laughs> he are, he was very impressed by the whole situation. As yeah. if he wasn't already stumped that he showed up at his table dressed like a woman from one minute to the next, and then he runs over there and gives a guy the Heimlich maneuver and reveals himself to his ex-wife. He probably was like, "Wow, this guy is impressive." <laughs> I mean, this guy is... He can do it all. We got to get this guy in show business right away. Woof. <laughs> this guy's a gold mine. <laughs> um, yeah, that was great. Um, and to to cap this one off, I was I put lastly, uh, this movie deals with divorce and separation better than I've ever seen in any movie. Totally. Um, not just pandering, it's truthful and honest about um, the feelings anybody may have about that. I, I think yeah, it was it shows good, the, it shows it the pain it and the resolve. Like it shows like yeah. how much it can hurt. It shows like the lengths people will go to to try to, to try to keep their families. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. you know to do whatever they can really, and then you know after enough of the after enough of the pain and the confusion, like when it, when it just comes to that resolve at the end of her, like just finally being like. Yeah, I took she, care of it with the courts. Uh, yeah, you guys are gonna get to spend the time with your dad. Like, yeah, it's not that bad of a guy. Like, yeah, he was yeah. just that desperate, and I was being, I was making it that much harder on him to even be around the kids in general. Um, what if you just see Kanye West like as a version of Mrs. Doubtfire, like <laughs> trying to see his kids and <laughs> infiltrate in the Kardashian home? Yeah, like dressed like he's in Blade. How he's <laughs> lately he's freaking rain boots and trench coats and oh my god. Weird. This show is not to dissect Kanye West, folks. I'll tell you that right now. I okay, could, okay. That, 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 that's um, a paradox box is what that is. Yeah. 
uh, all right, well, let's let's get on to Home Alone. Um, oh, my, my, my. One Home of my Alone. favorites of all time, of course. One, uh, of, one of probably three movies that I could actually quote from beginning to end. Yeah. Like, I could literally just sit there and say every single yeah. line of the movie, which I had to, like, train myself to not do because it would bug people so much. Yeah. Like, if we were, like, deciding to watch Home Alone and I was just, like literally just yeah mimicking out loud every single line people would be like shut up already. yeah people would get annoyed with me Stop. when i was a kid too yeah like, just I can't like, help it. it's just like it's just so good it's it. it's kind of like your way of showing like how much you fucking love it and it's i don't like know the way you I, hear a song and you sing a song like it's, it's like, like a song yeah yeah <laughs> and how you know all the all the lyrics um and this is kind of a, a weird one too because i we're obviously going to talk about john hughes in you oh know boy, a different yeah. episode oh yeah but yeah this he is... deserves because he deserves his own episode but mm-hmm. but you guys still give him a nod off for this movie exactly he was, because he, he wrote it the movie wrote the wrote the story wrote the script yeah and um and yeah. it still has that you know it's still like it's based in chicago the midwest winter time that's like that's his thing right there all his touches that's you know, his thing that's totally yeah. Winter time. He does do a lot of winter movies, huh? Yeah, There's always yeah, like absolutely. people in coats. It's, yeah, and it's always cold. Even Uncle Buck is like Uncle Buck is what I've had like first freeze, in mind. Like freezing the entire yeah, time. Yeah. Get, like you'd always see their breath in every shot. Yeah, yeah. All the all his movies are he loves like doing that. Um, Breakfast Club when they show up to school, it's like they have freezing all their cold layers outside. on. Yeah, yeah, scarves and stuff. Um, uh, nice credit touch. intros with John Hughes and Chris Columbus take you right into the world. Um, and the John Williams music. The John Williams music, of course. Yeah, that's that's what. Such a different characteristic than Howard Shore's music. Like I was, I also forgot to mention earlier. Like how, since Howard Shore, you know, he's obviously most famous for the Lord of the Rings soundtrack, and I could see, you know, you can see how there's so much more of like an emotion to. Howard Shore's music as opposed to John Williams is more of a whimsical and fantastical has a has a mysticism to it yeah. whatever movies like his music is is used in it's it's there almost to create that element of whimsy you know yeah I mean? yeah Howard Shore is like there to give you that kind of like you know deep more of an emotional kind of yeah yeah kind of more of a feeling in your heart that is being moved yeah and um yeah exactly and i that's that's such a good way to to put it and i think i mean i sent you that that uh steven spielberg speech at the afi awards for john williams oh yeah that was beautiful remember how beautiful and short and sweet it was just so it just made so much sense like without john williams bikes couldn't fly yeah um there would be no force yeah, there'd be no um, force. All that. Yeah, that was that great. was that was amazing. It's, it's, it makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. And that's why John Williams' music is perfect for Home Alone because Home Alone has a very unspoken sense of like magic. Not not magic like like Harry Potter magic, but like Kevin makes a wish essentially in this movie. Like he says, "I wish they would all just disappear." And then of course it transitions. It's dreamy. It it's shows like, the moon light like mm-hmm. in the sky. It has that. That creepy little John Williams, and then a storm comes in. It it creates this blackout in the neighborhood. The blackout is what causes them to be late, to rush out the door, to leave Kevin at home. A whole series of events right, is caused right. because of this wish he makes, essentially. Well, it's, so there is an unspoken like magic wish in this movie, right? So that's so John Williams' music is like it only makes sense to be there for that because it's like. And a sense of the the Christmas element of the movie too. Yeah, like it's like perfect. There's all yeah. the little bells and chimes, bells and, and little yeah, strings, it's, and it's just like it's yeah, yeah, fucking it's, genius. It is, it is, it is really in a good. word, it's genius. Um, it has a specific tone, and and it it I don't know. It just it really gives it over to to that to that movie to uh, Home Alone, and um, I mean, you know, we don't have, we have to go off on tangents you know too much with it but i mean like jaws i i was i was talking to you about that before was yeah, it yeah, yeah. like jaws how, a, how you'd think jaws would be a little would i i i thought there was music in jaws that was a little misplaced a little misplaced for sure yeah, because there's like it sounds like a harp is playing while there's like blood flowing through the right water. and then <laughs> when they're when they're going through the the water it's like it kind of feels like the Goonies. It's like an adventure style yeah. type music. And I kind of wish it was a little more creepy. 
Yeah. Or like a little more sinister, at least suspenseful. Yeah, but, I, I, um, I I could see that. I kind of have to agree with you there. Yeah, uh, and I love Jaws too. But yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah, but, it's, but some of some of the music is is a little misplaced there for sure. The the family has a huge, massive mansion in Home Alone, Home Alone. Oh and I've God. always wondered what the dad does. <laughs> I know, like, right? They live in a some ballin' looking neighborhood right. right there, and he pays for like because because it is, the movie huge. shows how cheap. Uncle Frank is the whole time. It's like that's like a yeah, big like thing in the his, movie. His moocher brother. <laughs> it is. It's his brother. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, he like pays for all of them to go to to Paris in the nineties, which must be fucking expensive. Right? Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, typecast for for Home Alone and that and or the the um. I'm sorry. I meant like like the like the font Home Alone and then oh, it has yeah, that yeah, like. Yeah. That it's like the symbol for Home Alone, and it has like just like a, has like that, a blue little like box, like a like just like an empty little home. Yeah, like that a little house, home. a little house in the middle of it, and it totally resembles their house too. Yeah, uh, and then uh, it it's like. like there's like other houses in the drawing and then it like zooms in and it kind of separates those other houses and just puts that like yeah. one house by itself. Yeah. That's so cool. That's great. That's like uh, something I remember when I was a kid. I would, I would just, I, I love would geek that out for on some that reason. Too. And, yeah. that's, and I also really liked the, uh, the home alone too. the home alone two intro, how it shows like remember. the, Oh, it shows like the house coming in, but like with New York City kind of closing. New York in City, onto it. yes, yeah, yes. I love that one. And, and then the, the, house and looks the music, all small. the music is like kind of variated a little different in that intro too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Home Alone too. Also, man, shoot, oh, man, we should have kind we of, gotta, uh, we should have tried to incorporate that. I mean, you know, I, we could still talk about it a little bit. Time. You know, we got I mean, time. We yeah. Could talk about them both. Um, I know the movie like the back of my hand, for God's sake. I mean, that well, what what kind of comes to mind immediately is just the. The pigeon lady, like there's, there's, there's more like characters well, each, in that movie. Well, each movie Separate kind characters. of each movie has like some like kind of mirror reflection, uh, like things about them. Like, it, they're, each movie is different, like has its own story, but there's like these certain things that are almost like mimicked in the exact same way in each movie. And yeah. then one of like, I mean, I I can name several things like the way they they wake up and they're late and they're rushing to the airport, uh-huh. and um, the, the way he he makes a wish and, um, you know, this just all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, the way yeah. there's like a big like quarrel with the family in the beginning and big misunderstanding right. that makes everybody mad at him. Everyone gets tense. Yeah. Also, each one has. This is what I was getting at. Each one of them has this misunderstood person that you think is going to be like the antagonist, the bad guy, right. but they're not. They're just like. A really good person that Kevin had, um, like you know, a mis like a misconception about them, and yeah. then gets to know them right. and, and ends up and having a bond with them. And yeah, a friend yeah. With them. Um, First one's the old man, and then the second one is is the pigeon, pigeon lady. lady Brenda Fricker. Um, brilliant. Who who, who is that? How do you know who that is? Who is it? Brenda Fricker. Yeah, the lady that plays the the pigeon lady. Uh huh. Who is she? Oh my gosh, dude, she's a legend. What? She's for, well. First of all, she's in Angels in the Outfield. Oh, oh she's, uh, um, do you she's, believe in angels? Yes, but she's also in, uh, you haven't seen this movie, My Left Foot. Oh, She's the mom right, in right. My Left Foot. She's Daniel Day-Lewis's mother. It, dude, she's oh. she is great, dude. She's wow. so good in that movie. Okay, I gotta give... She's a brilliant actress. Pigeon Lady. Um, and there's yeah. and there's, there's a bunch of those types. There's like these character-y characters in both yeah. movies. Yeah, The lady... The lady at the grocery store in the first one that's just like, what do you live? I can't tell you. Why not? Because you're strange. Yeah. And then there's uh, – and then like the second movie, there's right, like, I like – that. See, okay, I like that the cop the, the cop in that movie, the, the cops in this movie actually don't have some like phony <laughs> East Coast accent. They actually all sound very Midwest. They all sound so like Chicago. Like yeah. the guy that comes and like knocks on the door, he's like – there's no one here. The house looks secure. Found the counter, kids again. <laughs> like that's so on point, dude. Like I think Just that's like, great. It's cold out here. Fuck this. Or she calls the cop station. She's like, "Hi, I have a son who's home alone." He's like, "Ah, uh, ma'am, let me let me let me uh, transfer you over to the to what? What does she say? She's like, uh, like crisis, to, uh, to family, crisis family crisis. crisis right. She's like, Harry, some lady on hold. She sounds kind of hyper. Hyper." <laughs> What line, Rose? Ah, uh, two. <laughs> two. Two. She, she's wrapping a present. <laughs> the guy's like 
stuffing his face with chocolate donut. donuts too. Like a piece of the donut like falls, falls on the on phone the and just like, <laughs> like that same actor is, is the guy who played oh, Kramer. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the in Seinfeld, Seinfeld in the in the pilot episode. Yeah, yeah. The guy that's the guy that they think stole the raisins. I think that's one of the funniest. <laughs> and he did stole the raisins. Things. Like he's, George he's, is like. You know, whether you stole the raisins or not, it's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't like, matter. How do you like it if I crushed your tiny little face in? If you stole the raisins, if you didn't stole the raisins, it <laughs> doesn't matter. He just cannot let it go. Um, yeah, that guy's a good actor. Uh, back to Home Alone. Um, the siblings and cousins really seem to go out of their way to punk Kevin. I know. Um, it's hilarious, but still kind of harsh. Although I do remember... Everybody's- I do remember getting a little bullied and punked when I was uh, that young in the 90s. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, my, I mean, I would get made fun of like that all the time. Like, like I was kind of a dick to my cousin <laughs> and my sister. To, to oh, be you were honest, the in the 90s, yeah. Like, I was a sweet kid up until I was a teenager. I, I didn't really get much bullying. I, well, kind of from maybe a couple of the kids on my block when I was like a little younger, but not really bull. Like, just more like, I guess I would, if I was ever made the center of a joke or something, mm-hmm. I would consider it being bullying. But it wasn't that... It you was know, like big. It wasn't to be, that that big of a deal. It was like big to be a but bully, I was, though. But like, I was definitely a jerk to my sister and my and my cousin David when when we were like little kids. I would definitely yeah. pull feel, some pranks on them. I feel sometimes. like it was almost like a personality I trait. The, I scared the death out of my sister sometimes. Like really, how? Like would hide upstairs in oh, like in like no. a dark corner of a room, and as she was coming up, I'd be like, dude. And she would like run terrified for yeah. her life. I mean, she was little. And I, was just, I told I, you. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I know. I think, think I told now, you one like, time. I was messed up. I got in really big trouble <laughs> because I scared my sister so bad one time. Like, she, like we had. Oh, already, it was. It was like a like we. Had, it was a Saturday. We had already had like a long day, and I think we had like already had some sort of like tiff, like like some disagreement. Like, all right, you kids, fucking calm down, take your baths, and put your pajamas on, and get to bed, and um. I, uh, my, my sister was grabbing her clothes from the dryer and it was at my grandma's old house. And like the, the laundry room was in the very back and like, she didn't turn on the kitchen light, you know, to go through the kitchen. So I like hid in the kitchen and it was dark in there. And I had like a stick that made like a, like a whooshing sound. And I just waited for her to be coming back (laughs) around the corner and just like, just did the whoosh, like right in front of her and it just dude scared oh her so bad <laughs> that like she must have ran up to my mom and been like trembling and stuff like you ever seen a kid really scared yeah and you're just like jesus what happened and and i got in so much fucking trouble i was in really <laughs> oh, big trouble yeah. for that yeah i've gotten i've gotten myself for scaring sometimes. someone um buzz is the and perfect that's what i was gonna say kevin get, <laughs> kevin gets in trouble for like you know causing a Whatever it may be, and he's yeah. so he's so like hell bent that he's getting punished. He's like, "How dare you? How dare yeah, you punish he, me!" Like he does get he gets like that's kind of what pisses him off really bad. And, and but it was like a there like I've been there though too, where you like you act out of anger because someone else provokes you, but then everything yeah. gets put on your shoulders. Yeah, his buzz yeah. was messy. He's like, "Did anyone order me a plain cheese?" <laughs> oh yeah, he did. But if you want it, someone's gonna have to barf it all up because it's, it's gone. gone. So why did you say like, that it was here? Like, <laughs> you just said yes, that, and then that, get, get a plate. <laughs> and then the, he just like like explodes and tackles him. Like I've, the camera goes I on. Feel that. The camera goes on Buzz's face, like when when he sees Kevin like go into the kitchen and he like shoves. <laughs> oh like, yeah, it shows him he, like, like shoving the rest a of the of cheese pizza. pizza. I know. Because he and he he knows that Kevin <laughs> likes the cheese one, and I bet that he doesn't even really like cheese no, pizza that much. He just much. wanted to he just wanted to just fuck, fuck with, with him. Kevin and yeah. just like just anger yeah, him and yeah. instigate drama. He's he's such a, a shitty looking kid too. He's got like he was cast so he's perfectly. He's got like a snarky face he's and such a little punk and yeah, a little Chicago punk with his little sports jacket that he wears. Where he, that part where like she's talking to him like. You're not at all worried about Kevin. She's like, the little chump could use a couple of days in the real world. Like, like <laughs> you know, like, how old are you even? You're like, f- like 14. He's like, what do you know about the real, the real world? world? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about your girlfriend, Buzz. Um, yeah. Uh, there's and there's really cool stuff in, in the beginning. Like, um, it, it kind of sets up all of his fears and like the like the fucking talk the talking furnace. Um, that you see in the in the basement, that's kind of weird. <laughs> um, the old man is is like uh, 
that's like a, a creepy element that he has to like it, it sets it up for him to then later you know I know go they on make him attack. seem they make it seem really scary when Buzz is like explaining that story and like, actually you know I found that story way scarier when I was younger too and then as I got listened to it like God what a crock of bullshit <laughs> like, <laughs> the the salt turns the bodies into mummies like what is into he mummies about? what is he talking about like how does it do that it wraps them in cloth <laughs> like it's such a crazy random little teenage urban myth yeah like, yeah not enough not enough whoa. evidence to convict not enough evidence to convict they oh never God, found the stupid. bodies they Every, never, the way he says that they never found the bodies never found the bodies <laughs> Every car speeds up that driveway and always hits the statue. Oh, the statue! God, the t- statue really takes a beating. That's such a great touch to have. I him, think that's hilarious. And I've always found that just quirky and weird. <laughs> Ever since I was young, I always would just be like, "That's a John oh, Hughes." There thing. goes the statue again. Yeah, yeah. that's there's, there's there's all these, and you know what? A lot of <laughs> why movies, do they have a statue in the middle of a driveway? Like, <laughs> God, it's ostentatious. And they, then it's always icy roads, and people are just screeching up, especially the psychotic pizza. Dr- pizza delivery guy i know the way he peels on the street yeah yeah but don't you don't you love that about certain movies like how there's all the there's like these check-ins like yeah where you they keep yes. doing something like spare no expense yes it's that type exactly. of thing where you where you, it's just like always like a coming back to something and if i ever made a fucking movie you gotta I would have, love to have things like yeah that. you gotta have little touches that trickle throughout just to like it adds it adds your own your, you, you know your own style your own character to it and it doesn't have to do with the plot it's it's irrelevant yeah. to the plot it's yeah, just like exactly it's just things to, to make it more interesting for the viewer um when uh so when I love, uh, I love stuff like that. when Joe when Joe Pesci kind of show when when he first shows up like it's just funny to have him like standing in the house know, in a cop uniform and it's just like that's your intro there. to him you're just like who the <laughs> fuck is this guy. You like see later, and then I know. Like, since when do cops ever? They just go, go house inside to house and, and walk in and on say, things? "Like, oh, we're just making sure everybody's taking the proper precautions for for the holidays for the holiday thieves." Like, okay, <laughs> all right, dude. He's like, "Did you get some eggnog or something?" I know. He's <laughs> like, did, "Did you have some eggnog or something?" Like, implying like you're kind of a strange little fellow. You're all right. Like, you doing okay? Um, yeah. Just be careful. Oh yeah, you already talked about that wishing part um, about how it's kind of like a wishful thing. Yeah. Um, Uncle Frank is a cheap prick. Uh, trying to steal crystal stemware on the plane. Fill it up, please. Fill it up. <laughs> he has. It's he, real crystal. It's real crystal. Put, put, put it in your purse. Put it in, put in, your, put it in your purse. purse. Put, put it. God, fuck that guy. That makes you feel <laughs> like, any better. For my reading glasses. <laughs> like, what are you gonna hawk? You gonna go hawk? Yeah, you gonna go hawk these silver? Like, so anytime he a, sees anything of value, shop, he like, just takes it. <laughs> um, have yourself a merry little Christmas. They they use that song in there. Yeah, um, I mean, I could go on forever about oh, that dude, song. I, I, I love all the the Christmas songs they use in that movie. Yeah, actually, I, because I, I don't. You know, there's a lot of Christmas songs I just can't stomach or make me cringe. They're yeah. just so played out when you're in split. split. Have all yourself. this all the songs that are actually like in this film soundtrack i love those christmas songs i know me too like, i'm dreaming oh yeah of a and I, that was like that was like um <laughs> that was a good one that was like a classic scene when we were growing up like like people would talk about that scene or like i don't know i just i just re- i remember that being kind of big uh just, are you kidding me i would reenact that scene in public places <laughs> my mom would have to like shut me up. She'd be embarrassed. People would think that I was being abducted. I would just be looking at myself in a mirror, and all of a sudden, I just slap my face and go, and like my mom's like, "Daddy, Daddy, stop! What are you doing?" Like a little white boy yeah, just, just like screaming just, in the middle. I would even just kind of like like wind up to it, be rubbing my hands like as if I had aftershave. Like, Other than that, I'm in good shape. Like. Just, I mean, that was my, um, that was my thing. Is re- was reenacting really w- wild movie moments. Speaking of reenactments, when when he's like flashing back in his memories of the family being mean to him, and everybody's like <laughs> the, way meaner no, in his no, in his memory no, than yeah, like what his, they, when they actually said his it. His memory of their Look their insults is so ridiculous. Shark, Kevin, you are such a disease. Like. <laughs> He's like so like just like it's really happening. yeah. Um, <laughs> You're what the French call laissez compétent. She just like shows her and then, turning like, around, whips her hair, <laughs> yeah. as she like walks away. 
Kevin, um, I'm going to feed you to my tarantula. That's the only one. <laughs> that one I don't. <laughs> he never said that in the movie. I kind of wish there was a moment he said that. Uh, <laughs> um, when he wrecks the kitchen with a huge uh, concoction of desserts, a uh, carton of eggs there for some reason. What is he? Is he adding eggs to the fucking ice cream? Oh, I, dude, <laughs> the junk food plate he makes, it makes me feel sick. Oh, when I look God. At him, like, also in Home Alone 2, how he like orders the room service. <laughs> and the guy's like, would you like two scoops or three, sir? He's like, two, make it three. I'm not driving. I'm not driving. <laughs> and then um, it shows him like knocked out with that whole tray of food. And like Tim Curry comes in and he like sees. Oh, yeah. He just sees the wreckage of the room service. And he's just like, he makes his face like. Oh, like what the fuck has been going on here? Tim like, Curry, man, what a what a great oh my like, god, what a what a great choice. One of my for favorite that. parts of Home Alone too is for his that character, D, that like so hotel hilarious. guy. Um, Get out of here, you nosy little pervert! Or I'm gonna slap you silly. And he's like, Ooh. Oh. he goes like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he makes such a weird face and noise. <laughs> I can't even do it. Um, the fake uh, crime film noir uh, that oh my god Angels with Filthy Souls <laughs> Angels with Filthy Souls and then the sequel is Angels with Filthier Souls <laughs> oh I didn't realize that it was yeah, the second one's like Angels with Even Filthier Souls oh my god <laughs> that dude is insane it's so funny that, all, that that's one of the funniest things my, my, my kid brother gets such a kick out of that like, really oh my gosh whenever those parts come on in the movie he would like I mean, like, roars laughing. He's like, <laughs> 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 he likes that. Like, I mean, bursts. Like, I, you can. You I used can... to love it, too. When I was when I was a kid, that was one of my favorite parts yeah, of the movie. Like, oh, I'm going to see that old crazy guy it's that's so like, hilarious. one, two, ten. I'll tell you what I'm going to give you, snakes. <laughs> snakes. <laughs> so funny how, like, when, when, <laughs> when Marv is, like, listening in, for, like, in the doorway. And like, here's the conversation. And when he hears him say that, when he hears him say, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you snakes. You see his face kind of like, like, oh, shit. snakes, oh, snakes. He kind of questions it for a second. Like, <laughs> like snakes. That? Wait a minute. Who's that? What? He's, he's trying like, to think if he knows anybody really from the crime world. Stri- <laughs> <laughs> Name <really> snakes. Strikes. <laughs> um, I'm going to drop down here. We already mentioned this other stuff. Uh, Kevin asks uh, the toothbrush if the toothbrush was approved by the American Dental Association. And he's Which just like, like whoever. they're both like, I don't know. Uh, Herb, I've got a question Herb. here about a toothbrush. <laughs> that another, old lady. another Midwest perfect, <laughs> like a couple of Midwest folks. And then he's like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, he's like, yeah, I, I'm fucking busy. Uh, <laughs> like, and then that old guy, the the fucking neighbor, just goes and like aggressively slams. His I know that didn't help his that didn't the, help his case. And it's like, like he, a bloody hand. He has like a, cut, <laughs> his a gauze and, cut and a gauze on his hand, and, and then he, and just, then he like just like stares at him, stares him down like with this like stark look. Like, I mean, like ah. old people do stare, but but he like is just like staring him down like know, aggressively, like, and it's like that's not help. And then like later he's on, probably in his mind, just all, like all that's probably going through this poor old guy's mind is like are you all right kid like what's wrong like what did, did i say something hey where are you going like probably nothing malicious in his mind whatsoever everybody looks terrifying as shit um i know and there's there's some really funny things about the movie like that like when kevin is walking home from the store and his bag is just like impossibly explode all over the sidewalk and he's like happily and it's like it's it's just like a funny like like yeah. moment where he's just like, oh god, you yeah, see what I got? Yeah, it's like do? a little drum roll, tongue in cheek, like. <laughs> All right, we're nearing the end of this already. Uh, let's just go for like, you know, five, ten more minutes. Then we'll be almost an hour. Whatever, um, I'm chilling. You know, this is uh, this is the first. This is episode one. So yeah, in case it. you guys didn't, in case you guys didn't figure that out, but figure that out by now. This is the first episode. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> I'm having fun with it. This is actually a really cool setting too. Yeah, kind of feels. Kind of feels right to be doing this here. Yeah. In case you're wondering, we're in a comic store right now in Uptown Whittier. Yeah, it's a it's a comic book store in Uptown Whittier. Surrounded by all these pop figures and action figures. Yeah. There's a Boba Fett cardboard cutout right here. And amazing Spider-Man poster. It's cool. I feel very at home with all that. Yeah. A big old superhero movie. A big old lesbian. (laughs) Yeah. A big old (laughs) lesbo chick. Um. Yeah. I. uh, I think it's it's and I'm kind of more on it like not being at home just like coming out somewhere that's not my house yeah to come yeah record. i was like nancy was nancy's my wife's name hi nancy if you're listening um <laughs> 
she was suggesting that we like set up a little station like at at at, at my apartment in her like game room because we could stream from there. I was like, I'd like it, if it just, gets that if we need to do that, we maybe, can. Maybe, but, but I need like but a, we need this like space here. It's good to know? come here and be in a closed setting and yeah, just do this so we yeah, can concentrate this is, this on is it. Great. Um, when the wet bandits almost hit Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Oh, when they're pulling out of the driveway and it's like the front of the van, it just gets like so close to him. <laughs> shot of it. Like, it's like he's going to chomp the van. It looks like he's going to take a bite out of the it's van. Like right, <gasps> it's like right next to on his nose. He just like, so like gives good. out a quick little like roar. Just, ah! <laughs> um, Marv steals snow globes. That's his thing. And he like yeah, sticks them hilarious. on the dashboard with gum. <laughs> Disgusting. Buzz listens uh, and leaves water running everywhere. Oh yeah, it's we're like, the why wet would bandits. You? We're the wet bandits. You're sick. You know that. You're really sick. <laughs> You're sick. They're the ones that are stealing. <laughs> they're fucking taking people's. Drop. I know. They're destructive. Like that. That theory we heard before of someone saying like, "Oh, you know, like Kevin is a mean punk kid," and, and that's 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 um, terrorizing these these homeless guys. They're just poor. <laughs> they're just poor homeless guys, and they're just no, trying they're to. Not. They're trying to cut. They're trying to get by, and it's like no. They're like literally. They're, they're they, pretty destructive. They refer to themselves as bandits, and they like are destructive. They're and like they're and they're tearing places apart. They're like willing to yeah. kill. He says he's gonna bite Kevin's fingers off. I'm yeah. like these are not his. These are dangerous people. And then he says something about his co- his cojones. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. He's I'm like, gonna buy, rip off your cojones, cojones and, and boil them in motor oil. Motor oil, yeah. <laughs> boil them in motor oil. <laughs> these wow. Are, these are dangerous people. He's gonna Kevin heat up. <laughs> Every right to straight up. I'm gonna hurt heat them. up motor oil in a in a <laughs> pot for you. Burn your testicles. Yeah. Um, Buzz, Buzz listing the reasons he's not concerned. A, two, and D. Yeah, that's uh, always that's a funny little. That's a funny thing about it. Um, because <laughs> he's just like that reminds you that he's just like a dumb kid too. He tries to sound all like intelligent and an adult, but he's just like a he's an asshole, dumb twerp kid. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, the uh, the when you know it's getting towards the end when he like uh, sees the old man in the church service and he says, uh, "You can be old for a lot of things. Uh, you can never be to- be too old to be afraid," which I think is great. Yeah. Um, and of course, the line "How you feel about your family is a complicated thing." That's a beautiful. It's a beautiful like, line. That, like, I love summer, that. That kind of like summarizes the movie in a way. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Joe List, one of the comedians, uh, the, one of the greatest comics. He's he says that too that that's like his favorite line in, in a movie and I, I totally agree I think that's beautiful yeah it is John Hughes writes great things about family and relationships always in all his yeah, movies yeah Mrs. Doubtfire has some, some lines like that yeah too. yeah exactly especially that final that final line in Mrs. Doubtfire where it's like that monologue of Mrs. Doubtfire on the TV show exactly that's yeah playing while Daniel's taking his kids he's talking about just how there's different types of families and yeah. people just you know do different things um the old man and Kevin both learn things from each other. Uh, yeah, that whole, that, whole, that whole entire dialogue between them is just like genius. Such a yeah. great moment of the movie. Especially um, like Kevin's like fear as the guy's walking up and then he just says like, Merry Christmas. And Kevin's just like, huh? Like, <laughs> he's like, wait a minute, you're nice? You're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're not a bad guy? Like, <laughs> You could go to church and say Merry Christmas? Um, Danny's favorite scene is what I... Danny's favorite scene in the whole movie is the Christmas Eve dinner, mac and cheese. Uh, oh heck milk. yeah, dude! That, I put gross in parentheses. That defined my. my that was my, you, that dude. Defined That's... my entire future. <laughs> defined my entire future. <laughs> it, like, like that literally like laid out the path for me. I just, <laughs> I've, and it's like I swear I use that movie as my reference whenever anybody looks at me or like is astonished. Like, you're actually drinking a glass of milk with mac and cheese. That's disgusting. I'm like, it's not. It's I'm on not Home the, Alone. I'm not the first one to have done it. Okay, <laughs> I'm not like some abnormal freak. Here, this Mac pe- did it first. People do it. People do it. Darn it. Um, Kevin Dunn did it. <laughs> that's how we know. Um, and, I, I, and I idolized Kevin at yeah. a certain point. I was like, I am Kevin. <laughs> I can see that. Kevin is I. Marv uh, going in through the window and stepping on ornaments. <laughs> that 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 pains. That still pains me. I'm gonna kill that kid. And then when he steps on like, it's when he steps on that little yellow one. There's like a little one. It just goes like. <laughs> He pops. Ah, and yeah. It makes you, you hear him go like, "Oh!" You're just like, you can feel it. Yeah, oh my he. God. I don't know. Yeah, and why is he fucking barefoot? Oh, he took off his because <laughs> he had to take off his. As everything that happens to them is all in a series of events right. like, leading up to it. Like it just keeps yeah. getting worse and worse and worse. And they like fall into everything perfectly. <laughs> um, 
the tarantula. It's genius for an eight-year-old kid to set up some to set up like booby traps that elaborate in that amount of time yeah. with his, the resources he had. I'm like, dang, this kid can go on to be an engineer or something. This I is mean, my house. I have to defend it. Like, then you should be should be in the military, like planning defenses against <laughs> the nuclear strikes starts and stuff. With, be in the CIA. They start working with Kevin McAllister, <laughs> <Be> a spy. <laughs> <laughs> secret operative go take down like <laughs> um why would the wet bandits trust the treehouse wire oh seems way sketchier than going back through the house oh because he's like let's get him hey i'm calling the cops <laughs> yeah and then yeah. Yeah. He says i wouldn't go like i wouldn't he's, like, he's gonna call the cops from, from a treehouse <laughs> <laughs> Joe Pesci's great, man. He has he's such a funny the, voice. From a treehouse. From a treehouse. Um, favorite song. <laughs> uh, oh, they have have, your, have, uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas while he's getting arrested. It's in both movies. Oh it's great. yeah. Um, have yourself a merry little Christmas. John Candy, greatest comic relief. Oh, okay. Uh, when he's when he's telling the mom about. Um, when when he when she meets John Candy at the end, she's like trying to find a flight and everything. And oh god, it's and, amazing! Uh, he's yes. like, he's just like Gus <laughs> Gus Solinsky S- S- or whatever, the 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 uh, Polka King of Polka, the Midwest. Polka King of the Midwest. <laughs> and he like keeps like waiting to see Part if of the she'll Kenosha Kickers. Yeah, he keeps like <laughs> the Kenosha Kickers. They he keeps kind of waiting to see if she'll recognize him. <laughs> yeah, like if I keep really, like, he's like, Let me you keep know, it up. come he's on, like, you know. uh uh, poka 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 when Sounds like something like that. When he's when he's telling her Boykin. that, because uh, she's like, "Have you ever done anything like this?" Or she says something like, have, "Have you ever done this before?" And he like sits and thinks for a couple minutes, and he's like, "No, no." <laughs> like like have you like have you, have you, ever, like, have you ever left a kid at home? He's like, "No." He's like, "But we did." Like, he's like, yeah, "Well, first of all, I was gonna say how I love how he that's like a John Candy thing. He does that in Uncle Buck as well, or he like." Someone asks him something, and then he like waits a long time to answer it, and then he'll just say no. <laughs> no, yeah, he does do that, in Uncle Buck. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he tells them all about how they left a kid in a funeral parlor. Oh yeah, he's like, all day. All like, day. We, did, we went to the funeral parlor once. Yeah, a little kid, little kid was stuck there all day. All, all day. Just like he's you like, know, they they, but, they come around after he's like, a while. But he's like, you know, they, he's like, but he came around eventually. You know, started talking after two or three weeks. <laughs> two or three weeks. <laughs> Jesus. It's like not helping her feel. And she's like, and she's like, I don't want to talk about it. He's, he's like, like, okay. He's like, well, you, you, well, you brought, brought it up. up. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you brought it up. <laughs> Um, old man wave uh, at the end ties it all together. Oh, I'm talking about the um, like the very last shot when. Oh yeah. When like That's beautiful after like the ca- the parents the f- the whole family comes home. Whole family which, comes home. Which by the way, Kath- they could have just traveled together because I know, that Catherine still O'Hara frustrates, that still frustrates me to this day. Catherine like, O'Hara makes it like minutes she, before she shows up there, the rest yeah, of the family, a few minutes before them, and she goes through all this trouble of all these layover flights, and and then it takes a. a a freaking van ride with a polka band. <laughs> oh Gus Solinsky. With a polka band all the way through. He there. fucks her and then and, 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 then, and then she gets home. That's a wild affair in the back of the van. She had her in the orgy with the polka band. She's like, oh, just I had her. to do it to get home. It's like, well, did you really? Her. Because I don't think they were forcing you. She's like, sweetie, you have no idea what I had to do to get here. I was trained by a polka band. <laughs> it's just like, oh, geez, mom. <laughs> um lastly uh love how the dad finds Pesci's gold tooth on the yeah, floor. Yeah, I know. I would also be like and it's funny how he says, "Honey, what's this?" like it's Oh, right. Like implying like, "Hey, like who you had over here? What, <laughs> what are you having an affair on me? Huh? Some suave devil with a gold Some tooth?" Some Italian dude. Someone's like, "Hey, <laughs> it's Joe Pesci. That's uh, that's why he was in the house." <laughs> Oh well, well dude, I, that we've we've been doing this for about an hour, so uh, that kind of brings us to the end of it. 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, this is this was just getting our feet wet. We were just getting our beaks wet. Just we getting, were just, just um, wetting our beaks here, really. Just wetting our beaks. It's all yeah, those. we're just we're just getting started. So um, yeah, we're gonna have more. We're gonna have more of these random, uh, just fun stuff. To talk there's gonna about. be a lot of fun stuff. A lot of fun, fun stuff. There's um. What do you? I know you have to get to. Danny has to get to a Passover meal. I'm going meal. to a Passover meal today. Um, believe it or not, that's that sounds while. that sounds taking, pretty dope. Taking place in Passover. It's been first time in years. Yeah, and I'm gonna go see uh, High Fidelity. Uh, have you ever seen that movie High Fidelity with John Cusack? I actually haven't. I really? know of it, but I've never seen oh, it. Oh, one of my favorites. Um, I'm gonna go watch it uh, tonight, this evening. Um, after we do this. Uh, cool. I'm gonna go to downtown LA, uh, Cinespia Rooftop Cinema. And oh, they have what? like yeah, they have like popcorn Sick. and stuff and games. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know about it. And um, I've always wanted to go to that. Yeah, yeah. We will go. We will do it. It's the it's the movie podcast. Yeah, it's the season's the season starting up now. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Thank you guys for listening. This has been pretty fucking cool for the yeah. for the first episode. Whoa, uh, I really enjoyed it. it. We did it. We did it. I don't know who's um, gonna listen to this or not, but you know, it's a start, and we'll see. And, I don't even, know, I don't even care, man. It's just the the yeah. fact that we're putting this together is just like right, pretty exactly. cool and fun, and I just, I'm just happy to even be doing it. And yeah, we both love movies, and I love talking about movies. So yeah, that's all we're here to talk about, guys. We're never gonna, you're gonna, we're, if you come here to, to hear like some kind of uh, message or big, you know, fuck no, political have, controversial no shitstorm. Came to the wrong place. On my voicemail. This is not the Joe Rogan podcast. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's certainly not. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Later, y'all. Later on. See ya. take care of every I, I'll pay for the date and, and everything and then um, okay. yeah That's, we're solid now thank you appreciate it and uh, this guy has his flash drive oh cool, cool.